Asian Pop Nation on Sin 90.7. Hello, this is Asian Pop Nation. I'm your executive producer, Senya. You heard John Somi's XOXO and Adway's Safe House because we're sending hugs and kisses to you out there. And also, hopefully, tonight's show will be a safe house for you to enjoy some of the latest hits from Asia and also to talk a little bit about Asian pop culture. So we've got some awesome discussions lined up talking a little bit about Japanese former princess Mako and her recent wedding, as well as some shows from Netflix that have come out, and also talking a little bit about some of the upcoming anime series or anime-inspired TV shows that we are excited to watch. So stick around and we're going to make sure that tonight rocks starting with a song by Seventeen called Rock With You, here on Sin. Hey, this is Asian Pop Nation. You heard Seventeen's Rock With You. After that, we played Wednesday Campanella's Arisu. And the last song you heard was Bolsa's Butterfly Effect, because we hope that the popularity of Asian media is increasing and spreading around the world. And what better way to see that than with something Disney has recently announced. So we'll take it away here. Now, we all know that a lot of the streaming services that we've been watching have been racing to get a lot of subscribers in Asia. I mean, if Squid Game is anything to go by, I'm sure there's a lot of an an audience there that I think a lot of streaming services are trying to tap into. And that doesn't exclude Disney Plus, who is trying to add a range of local language titles from South Korea, Japan, Greater China, Indonesia, and even Australia, if you can't. Well, technically we are in the Asia Asia Pacific, but, you know, people can disagree. But pretty much what's got us excited is that there's quite a strong selection of Korean titles like Blackpink the Movie, there's an action series from Korea about teens with mysterious powers called Moving, and also, you know, classic K-drama romances like Snowdrop and Rookies. And, of course, anime yeah. is not being left out. So they're going to <laughs> include a show called Summertime Rendering, which is based on a very popular manga, I've heard. And also from China, a food-themed period rom-com called Delicacy's Destiny. So does anyone know any of these or have known that these projects are in the works at the moment? I'm scrolling through them right now, and a very, very familiar name has come up. It's called Blackrock Shooter Downfall. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron, I think you're familiar with this too. Wait, is that the one that Dizzy just announced a few weeks ago that was going to turn into an anime? Yeah, kind of. Oh. Black Blackrock Shooter. You know that one? Yeah, I've heard. I think I've heard of it. Yeah, Blackrock Shooter. That's like an that's an ancient anime thing, like way back then, like maybe mid two thousands. There's this, uh, someone made the Tatsune Miku song, but they changed Tatsune Miku to look like, you know, she'll have black hair and this big ass cannon. Like it was really sick and got so popular that like people started making anime and games out of it. And, uh, you know, that was a pretty popular, uh, IP back then. And so I'm just surprised to see that it's coming back and, you know, I feel like a kid again. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of watching... (laughs) K-dramas and anime and Disney Plus. Does it feel yeah, weird? Yeah, that's crazy. I'm quite annoyed because Disney Plus originally didn't have, like, does not have it. It's just the Disney stuff and a few Marvel stuff that people go towards. And because I'm not a huge fan of it, I didn't want to continue my Disney Plus subscription. And now I'm <laughs> like, oh, no, now I have to because I really want to watch these dramas. But yeah. Oh, my God. 
But yeah, yeah. No, it was interesting to think because like, yeah, it was Celeste mentioning all of like, you know, what Disney Plus is usually known for, which is like, I guess I use the word nostalgia bait for it because it's all just like, I go to Disney Plus just to watch like all the old Disney movies I used to watch as a kid or like, yeah, like Beauty and the Beast, stuff like that. So it's interesting now that they're, I guess, yeah, shifting it to be like, they're really going for the full like, no, we're not just a nostalgia thing, guys. We we have collections. We're like Netflix and other streaming services where we're going to provide like all these new like things that aren't like, I guess they aren't really Disney associated as much like Marvel and and stuff like that. It's just interesting to see that shift because, you know, they're trying to compete with other streaming services. So, yeah. Oh, that, that's kind of annoying though, don't you think? Because now you have all these streaming services and your wallet's getting drained. Uh, yeah. Like, you want to watch all the stuff, right? I mean, what, death of TV or something like that? <laughs> uh, <you know? laughs> oh my god. I wouldn't be surprised if say Disney creates a production company in Japan or Korea. Oh my god, and they next probably is, will. They I'm sure will. maybe they would consider I don't know, maybe not creating one, but buying one that already exists. Yeah. Get, are you talking about like they're doing their own Disney version of a dra- K drama? Oh, <laughs> yeah. like Netflix does their own series. Like, yeah, I would yeah. love to see that. That's funny. Plus. Oh, and then they'll start breaking out into song and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like seeing an anime. I'm not sure if that was because I know Studio Ghibli often is licensed by Disney, right? Um, Probably. When it comes mm-hmm. to their dub and yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. distribution. So I think mm-hmm. it'd be interesting if they s- sort of dabble into some of the anime industry, go international, you know. Oh, my God. That's insane. Everything's coming full circle. Yeah, like, you know how anime, like, they ripped off Disney. That was like, that's how they started off anime. And now Disney are going, hey, let's do anime. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. It is surreal that everything has just switched around. Oh my God. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. But if you're interested in letting us know what shows you're looking forward to on Disney Plus, you can always tell us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Asian Pop Nation. And yeah, let us know if you think the collection is worth renewing our subscriptions for. Oh my God. (laughs) I'll do it alone for Twisted Wonderland. I don't care. Mm. (laughs) I'll do it for Twisted. Hey, this is Asian Pop Nation. You heard F Hero and Millie's Mirror Mirror featuring Chung Bin from Stray Kids. After that, we played In Peace by Crowd Lu. And the last song you heard was Akina's Future because we're going to be going into the future, Space Cowboys, because guess what time it is? Ah! Anime! Boom! Anime! Okay, we do this every yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> every time this anime shows up. Every time. But anyway, uh, that theme is from Cowboy Bebop. And the reason I brought up Cowboy Bebop is because uh, a new teaser came out for the Cowboy Bebop live action on Netflix. Uh, have you guys here watched it? Yes, it's so yeah. exciting. Yeah, like, it's cool, them isn't it? just like, oh, I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what 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 makes you so excited about this? I mean, like these are just a bunch of guys cosplaying, right? No, excuse <laughs> me. It's a neat little thing, all right. And it just looks so cool to see it brought to life from yeah. a cartoon. So yeah. Oh my god, it's cartoon. it's great. 
it's so it's like campy and everything right and they did the whole thing with the lines and like the editing uh for those that haven't watched it um go watch it it's super cool they do this really interesting thing where they have these panel borders right kind of looks like a comic and then they walk between panels and they start fighting and doing cool stuff uh yeah it's been it's pretty cool aaron do you have any thoughts it looks good you look good <laughs> That's like oh, common consensus, right? <laughs> no, yeah. uh, it looks intriguing, but although I'm keeping my expectation to a bad minimum, if not just below average, I think. Right. Why is that? History of live action adaptation. Right? You know how anime's ad reputation of turning into live action is now that good or just just man, just weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been a few exceptions that turned out good. I mean, the Japanese two-part movie of Death Note and Alita: Last Battle Angel that was actually good adaptations. Ah, uh-huh. both. I mean, I think they're the only two that was actually good so far. Yeah, but we've been hurt in the past, you know. So and wounds can't Death be healed. Note. Yeah, our wounds <laughs> cannot be healed at all. The moon, the Dragon yeah. Ball first movie, not Evolution. Yeah, yeah man, two Dragon Ball movies. In live action that's how it is man we're trying to like relieve ourselves from that trauma still so but you know fingers crossed it'll come out well uh leisha has this like boosted your expectations for the show uh oh oh no this is gonna be really awkward uh, i awkward. feel like I, uh, no i'm like i feel like i'm almost the one person that's like oh yeah i haven't watched the original thing so. <laughs> Oh goodness. All right. Um okay, let's just say when I was growing up and watching anime, I had a thing where I strictly stuck to shoujo anime, which is oh, like yeah. for the listen- great decision, Leisha. Yes. yes <laughs> I for agree. The- yeah. For the listeners, shoujo is kind of like it's your romance genres type of anime. So and um Cowboy Bebop is more on the action end of the spectrum. Yeah. I-, I heard great things about the original anime. It is amazing. It's just like um <laughs> this this trailer looks good though i mean it speaks my interest in this one leash oh kind of sort of bring me the sparkles the petals that fall down when they do their confession scene no nah, this is more like a tragic love i think oh but there are falling petals <laughs> yeah and there's a dog yeah. like and there is a dog <laughs> That's right. Like, I know it's a class. I know it's like a good classic. Like, if you want to get into anime, this is like everyone puts this on the list of like you have to watch it. Oh yeah. Um, I'm just a terrible person who just didn't. Has anyone yeah. seen like the trailer? Trailer? I think it came out about two days. Yeah. Trailer. Say that. Trailer. Yeah, trailer. Really good. It hasn't got the um stylistic editing in it, but it looks pretty good from there. Like, it's got that. It captures the charm of what Cowboy Bebop is. Yeah, mm. so we're oh, excited. Cool, yeah, like lots cool. of action, but that you can sort of sense like this kind of tragic history or this like underlining. And then plot. like this comedy on the front yeah. going. Yeah, ah. it's like the, the comedy to sort of hide all the sadness in the character. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> y- yeah, you think you think they'll pull this off, Sanya? Uh, you know, I don't think it'll be the same as the original. Oh yeah, of course. But not. I think it is yeah. gonna be a, a really fun ride. Yeah. And mm. I think it's going to be good, hopefully, good on its own, not necessarily yeah. as a, like, I don't know, as too much like Cowboy Bebop, but has its right. own ide- identity. Mm. Yeah, it's got to be its own thing, you know? 
Yeah, that's how it is. But anyway, yeah, that's Cowboy Bebop. Uh, if you haven't watched it, the teaser or the trailer, go watch it now or later after you listen to this uh, podcast, you know, because we're just so cool. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, next on the agenda for Anime Attack, we have Fruits Basket. Uh, I finished this recently. Very about cute. Shoujo. Yeah, about time, right? It's been like, God, how many months? Who knows? But anyway, okay. Fruits Basket, for people that don't know what it is. So Fruits Basket, it follows a story of this girl called Toru Honda. So she's like an orphan girl, right? And uh, she meets these people, this interesting family called, uh, the, I think, the Soma family. Mm-hmm. And uh, one interesting thing she finds out about them is that a lot of them are cursed by Zodiac animals. And that if, if she hugs one of the guys of the family, they turn into that animal. Like, it's, it's absurd. Like, for example, we got this cat guy. Like, he's possessed by the cat spirit from the Zodiac, uh, I guess, wheel. And so if she hugs him, right, he turns into a cat. And it's, like, crazy. So, you know, weird little premise. But it actually ends up being one of those heart-wrenching, you know, wow, very emotional sort of stories. Because she kind of she kind of learns more about the family gets entrenched into their lifestyle learns about everyone else and all their troubles and stuff it's like it's almost like she ends up being their therapist accidentally (laughs) like like she's such a pure girl that she just ends up you know fixing people somehow just by existing yeah yeah it's one of those um but did you feel like she was too much of is the term mary sue or just mary sue yeah do you think she was too perfect Okay, no, here's the thing. Mary, Mary Sue's are a little different, right? Because, yeah, because yeah, Mary Sue's, they're like, if the author wants to write an escape fantasy, that they write a Mary Sue. Like, they make the main character this perfect girl and everyone loves her and stuff. And so it's like, it's all to serve the, the main character or like to serve the author, right? But I think here in this story, it works because it's kind of like that's, that's the whole mechanism, right? You have this troubled family. And then this girl who sees the good and everything comes in and then like, let's see where that goes. What actually happens there? You know, man, that was sick to see. I loved it. It was so emotional. Yeah. I think what's what's interesting about her character is that even though it feels like she's just kind of there fixing everyone, it's almost like Mm. a defense mechanism for her later on. And it becomes a lot more nuanced than, oh my gosh, she's just, unbelievably kind like you could hurt her as many times and she'll be there with a smile and like forgive oh you oh my god yeah no that's not the case at all no she's yeah. a sad girl herself too mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's one of those so what do you think about this story jp stuck with you or you think will stay with you huh i like um i like how open they are about their feelings all the characters it's so odd to me because you know i i always read like really crazy stuff where all the characters are like full-on murderous and insane but then like these people they're like you know most people they don't talk about their feelings you know like we're pretty gated as like people in general right so then reading this shoujo manga and then seeing them saying oh i feel this way and that way right it's like it's insane. I don't know if that's like how you felt reading this, Aaron. For me, like reading like the story for Fruits Basket is it's kind of similar to other shows, but at the same time, it has its own twist and turn in it. But mm. I think the story itself is unique as its own, and I still think it's probably one of the best 
shoujo slash emotional slash thing on his own is probably the best shoujo manga like ever made to be honest ever man that sucks because I've, I've already read it what other shoujo manga am i supposed to read now ah fruits basket but anyway uh next on the agenda some sadder news actually the voice actor for frieza from the dragon ball z anime has recently passed away chris iris uh he was the english voice actor for this character um yeah recently passed away pretty sad news you know rest in peace to him he also voiced uh k Kurono in gantz and shingen takeda in sengoku basara and he was about uh, 56 years old when he passed away uh, aaron how do you how do you take this news because like you're um like you're pretty big into voice actors and stuff pretty much yeah it was actually a huge uh shocked about this one to be honest i was at work at the time when i saw the announcement yeah it's crazy 56 that's quite young yeah, i call that young but yeah yeah i'd say i'd say it's definitely like young to i don't know just pass away you know like recently we had a uh, kentaro mira who did berserk he passed away at about 51 was it yeah around the 51 to 50 uh, between 51 and 55 yeah around there yeah that's it no it's pretty sad um yeah, but- he did have medical problems in the past as well, a few years mm. before, like before his death anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sad. his voice is iconic, man. Like, seriously, mm. you can't, can't separate it away. What's your, like, what's your exposure, like your experience with Dragon Ball Z, like particularly with Frieza? Because I never grew up watching Dragon Ball Z, but I knew it was like an existence, you know? I tried to get into it. I can never get into it, to be honest. Uh-huh. I mean, it was like back like when I was in primary school, it was like on channel 10 on Toast TV. But the thing is on channel 10, like again, on channel 10, they split up like multiple parts of one episode on like oh. 15 minutes of one episode. And then like the next day, you'll get the remaining 15 episodes. Wow. Yeah, I was not happy. That's but interesting. That just drove me out of Dragon Ball. And then... When Broly came out, Chris Vyas came back to voice him, and I thought it was really good. Mm. I thought the dub was actually really well done, but I thought the movie was average. Mm, I see, I see. Uh, how about uh, Xenia? Did you watch Dragon Ball Z? I did not watch Dragon Ball. Well, I mean, like, what's your experience with it, you know? Right. Um, I, I can get the references. Like, I don't know specifically what in Dragon Ball they're referencing too when I see a meme around uh-huh, yeah. where like someone starts doing whatever the, the ball is and then yeah, like yeah, yeah. flicks it somewhere and it goes hurtling through to someone. Like I can tell, okay, that's a Dragon Ball reference, but yeah, I don't know anything else beyond that except like Goku, is that his name? Yeah, that's the main <laughs> character. He's a main yeah. guy. And just yeah. like spiky hair. I can kind of tell if a character is from Dragon Ball just from the art style, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Celeste Leisha, I suspect that it's the same case with you two. That, uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't care too much about Dragon Ball. Yeah, but like it was there, you know? Like it's just there. The presence yeah. can be felt everywhere. Especially like, oh man, you know, uh, you remember that old meme, the old internet meme? Oh, it's over 9,000. And then. Yeah, I don't that. understand that still. I just get yeah, that. It's a joke. There's actually a little bit of a history about that one. There is a lot of history behind that meme. Yeah. 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 But yeah, that's, um, yeah, you know, again, rest in peace, Chris Iris. Uh, best wishes to his family as well. Yeah. But last thing of the agenda, actually, happier news this time. Uh, Mob Psycho 100 
is coming back for a third season. Ah. Oh. Uh, ah. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh wait. All right. Listen, who who here has actually like watched Mob Psycho or read it to any capacity? No, I just still find the art style kind of cool. It's cool. It is cool. I'm in the same boat as Anya. Alicia, come on. Um, I think the first opening for season one is really good. That's okay. all I got. <laughs> wow. wow, wow. Why right, do you like right. the opening, Leisha? The Why song is that the is... only thing that came to mind or the that you've seen? very iconic. I like when they're chanting, like, the numbers as they keep going in the yeah. first opening. It's and then really they cool. start going, like, Mobu, Mobu. Yeah, yeah. It's Mobu. really cool. It's yeah. very catchy. Um, that's all I know. <laughs> all right. How about you, Aaron? I was actually a late uh, person that actually arrived on the show late for this one. I arrived just after season two finished a few months afterwards. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, but other than that, I quite enjoy the show a lot for Mob Psycho 100. Yeah, definitely. It is it is a very, very fun show. Uh, viewers or listeners who don't know what Mob Psycho 100 is, Mob Psycho 100 is an anime series, also originally a manga series, which follows the story of a psychic middle school boy who tries to live a normal life and keep his growing powers from, you know, going out of control, even though he constantly gets into trouble. It's one of those stories, you know, interesting mix of like slice of life, lots of drama, lots of comedy and a very interesting and odd art style. Yeah. So, um, so wait, when you say he's a psychic, like what can he do? He can make bowls float and make them explode. Just like balls float. Um, he can do that, and eventually, like if he wanted to, he could like render a whole city flat. Yeah. Just it, make sure you don't get up to the one hundred mark. Oh yeah. Any oh that one hundred mark. Uh, so Zenia, the interesting thing about Mob Psycho is that he's like a, he's like a teenage boy, right? So when you're a teenage boy, like you're you're emotional and your hormones are everywhere. Right. And throughout this story, there's this gauge that starts from one and, and like gradually rises up the more stressed he gets throughout the story. Like maybe, I don't know, he'll, he'll mess up on homework or he'll try to ask his crush out or something and like it fails. Like that stress goes up. And like when it goes to 100, like he loses control. And like it's crazy and devastating. So yeah, that's like the main gimmick of the Are story. They- is there anyone else that has that power or like has similar powers to him? There are other psychics, but uh, they're all like weak compared to him. <laughs> of like, course, main character syndrome, right? Yeah, definitely. No, but like at least at least in this case, it's interesting, you know, like M- Mob. That's that's his name, right? They call him. He calls himself Mob or that is his name, Mob, because the whole joke is that he's like he's just a normal kid, like really, really he can blend in really easy. People don't notice him much. And like his whole, the whole story is about him trying to balance all the psychic powers alongside trying to develop himself as like an actual, you know, model citizen. Yeah. It's a cool, interesting story. Yeah. Isn't he usually paired off with like, he has this other guy that's with, I just know he has like blonde hair. He was like a yeah. something. Um, yeah, I forgot his name. Aaron, what was his name? Uh, Arak Tawaka Reagan. Reagan. Yeah. 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 Reagan. Yeah. Reagan yeah. is um. He's kind of like his teacher. Um. 
he's actually a con man. So he's one of those like fake psychics that like sell salt to people so that they can get really close. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he's one of those. But like Mob fully wholeheartedly believes that Reagan is like oh. an actual psychic with powers. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, sweet. It, it is sweet, you know? Like he looks up to him as like a father figure, you know? And he's like, yeah, I'm, you know, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. You're totally. <laughs> yeah. So he, like, it's a cute dynamic. But anyway, if you got cool anime news or anime thoughts or just anime anything you'd want us to know, um, let us know on Facebook, Twitter, on in- and Instagram on Asian Pop Nation. Yo, 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 this is Asian Pop Nation. You heard Weigh Me Down by Ego Apartment. After that, we played Eve Eyes, Yu Hui Jiming. And the last song you heard was Nam Woo Hyun's Calm and Passion because something that takes a lot of calm and passion are martial arts and we saw the North Korea demonstrations that they did a couple of weeks ago and we wanted to share a little bit about our thoughts with you. I'm not sure if anyone does any martial arts here. I mean JP you're a bit of a martial arts enthusiast. Yeah I did some when yeah. I was like in high school karate yeah. but like yeah. Have um, you seen what North Korea did recently? Yeah, I saw that. That was crazy. Martial arts demonstration. <laughs> yeah. For those people who don't know, um, what happened a couple of weeks ago was that North Korea has actually opened a defense exhibition showcasing their many nuclear-armed weapons. And Whoa. in order to celebrate, they did a military demonstration where they, you know, did a few martial arts. But a lot of it was like, how is this kind of useful in war? You know, like... <laughs> They put their hands on top of a bunch of tiles and then someone comes down with them on a hammer and then they'll break the tiles and I'm surprised their arm or hand isn't broken as well or they lie on glass and then someone tries to smash a tile or some stone block on their stomach. So, yeah, thoughts? <laughs> did, it, did you find it impressive? Did it made you more intimidated of North Korea or uncomfortable? <laughs> I just reminded myself how stupid I was back in primary school. <laughs> really? What did you do? Uh, I just, yeah, I remember, you remember those Taekwondo lessons, all that stuff? Like, you had, like, a teacher holding in the piece of wood and you're supposed to break with your hand or feet, whatever. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why? What happened? I accidentally did an extra punch on the wood. Oh. Like, you're supposed to, like, hey, we break one wood? We'll get another one. And I told him, like, yeah, hey, I'm going to get another one. And next thing you know, I hurt my hand so much, it actually went red. Ooh. Yeah. Didn't yeah, practice it. those things. Yeah. 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 But listen, Aaron, these guys, these North Korean guys, they're smashing bare concrete with their, you know, bare hands, you know? Yeah, that's what I had. Yeah. No, but they're concrete. Concrete. Concrete, oh, okay. my concrete. dude. Wrong one. Wood. Wrong one. My bad. <laughs> I was I was very genuinely concerned of what was happening in your school at the time if you were smashing concrete as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> well we oh, that's crazy. We nearly broke a window, does that count? With your hand or foot or oh, no, <laughs> throwing no. the wooden blocks at the window. <laughs> Probably the latter. Yeah. No, but I won't lie. I am definitely like, I wouldn't want to get in a fight with one of these guys. You know? Now the question is, is it real? Do you think they actually, those are really tiles and stone? Yeah. You know, you gotta, you gotta take into account this is North Korea. (laughs) So like, 
<laughs> that concrete's probably like a special type, you know? I don't know, like smashing type. <laughs> <laughs> smashing type. I've like worked on a production which included sideshow tricks and Ooh. the stunts that they pull, they're real. <laughs> real. Oh, oh, yeah, no. you oh. see oh, some really tough stuff there. So what North the army did in North Korea, like that that stuff's real. There's no faking a concrete break and oh, breaking yeah, it. Yeah. Like, yeah. So no green. Do you screen. think they do that in training though? They just like have to do I mean, that. Look how that endurance and pain, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, tough. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean like conditioning zone. I think that's part of like martial arts, right? Um there's yeah. a I think there's a form of karate in japan where they do a lot of like fist conditioning and stuff and what they do is that they literally punch trees i'm not kidding you they punch trees so that their knuckles get super hard and like mm. if you look at really old practitioners they punched so many trees that some of their joints kind of look like they melded together you know because it's like they calloused oh, so hard very you know? pleasant image yeah it's crazy <laughs> you know and not good if you have arthritis because like you know, <laughs> damn, not good for your joints at all. Um, but yeah, I'm. I don't know what North Korea is doing, man. <laughs> it's kind of terrifying. Not gonna yeah. lie, I'm, I'm a bit like great job. Like in like, I feel very terrified watching all these clips. They yeah, did their job. Yeah. Clap, it's working. Clap, well it's working to their working. advantage. Yeah. Would anyone want to aim for that level of endurance <laughs> and skill? Bro, why would I need to? What's the point? Well, obviously, what? North Korea feels like they need to. <laughs> what if one day a concrete slab just smack came into, like, I don't know, suddenly wanted to smack you in the stomach? How are you going to break through it, huh? Yeah, you know, you know, they're they're out there in the wild. Exactly. <laughs> you walk down the park, concrete just going to fall from the sky. How are you going to uh, combat that, huh? There's concrete on the ground, you know, you might have to punch it. It's like, <laughs> do you think it's useful for nuclear warfare? I mean, it's about a weapon. It's about like a. Yeah, that's the thing. War, nuclear weapons. I can't, war has changed, Senya. It's become so impersonal. <laughs> you know, you know, back then, like when back then, when people had wars, you had to like look your enemy in the eye as he took the life from them. You know, it's one of those <laughs> things. But like now it's like you press a button. And boom, they're gone. <laughs> oh my god. No That's... amount of like head slapping no, into the concrete no. is going to yeah, save you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like you don't have to you don't have to contemplate the existential horror of you know taking another life anymore, you know. So oh my I... god. <laughs> I'm just thinking like to me, this is like the way more extreme version of when you're like you're just talking to your grandparent, they're like, back in my day, we didn't have phones. We yeah, you know, the pages on the day we didn't have nuclear warfare. <laughs> oh, that's true, you know. Oh, my goodness, yeah, all must go on, yeah. But anyway, I, I would love to see these guys like go up against the Spetsnaz. You know who the Spetsnaz are? No, the Russian, no, yeah, Russian, yeah, yeah Russian special forces. They're also like pretty hardcore. I saw a video of um, like a training drill. Where, uh, you know how in a lot of Soviet countries, they have these really tall apartment buildings with the balconies on the side? You know? Yes. Yeah, yeah. One of, uh, one of their drills is that they would actually grab onto the balcony and they would climb up the side of the whole apartment building. No ropes. They just like, 
you know, grab the balcony, whoop, jump up, hop. Yeah. Sit. Hop, skip, and jump. Yeah, hop, skip, jump. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'd love to see, a, like, a bar brawl between those oh, two. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. But beyond that, yeah, North Korea, what are you doing? I mean, just just kicking some tiles, showing who's yeah. boss. That's it. Yeah, I'm a bit curious if, like, other countries, like, they see that, and then they start, like, I don't know, going to the military and being like, okay, guys, we've got to step it up. Let's now, like, I don't know, brief to fire or something. I don't, I don't know. Like, <laughs> oh, just, yeah. We're training magicians now and, like, <laughs> fire breathers. Wow. And contortionists, yeah. So, I guess then to those listening, do you think North Korea is, <laughs> their military is more of like a circus act or do you think it's genuinely terrifying? Would you like to demonstrate your skills in martial arts and oh. stone tile breaking? Oh, please. <laughs> please, please don't, please don't hurt yourself. Yeah, please. We're not endorsing that you should, only if you're <laughs> trained and skilled. Please. Please. Yeah. Oh, please. <laughs> but yeah, let us know on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank I you. Guess. You're listening to Asian Pop Nation. Thanks for spending your time here tonight with us. We played Bugaboo's debut song, Bugaboo. Secondly, we played King News Boy. And that last song was Epic High's Face ID featuring Girl Boy CK and just this because a couple of girls who have been going out to try and find their ID or their identity well that has been turned into a netflix show that celeste has recently watched one of the members of our team and she's going to talk a little bit more about that now all right so we've been talking about you know disney plus being a subscription service bringing in what was it new dramas from asia um well let's go back to netflix where they've already got dramas there um and this one's actually not a drama this one's a documentary it's recently come out it's called found i don't know if any of you are interested in it but it's about um three adopted american teenage girls who discovered they are blood related cousins and so they meet online um and then it embarks on this whole journey of them going on a once in a lifetime trip to China to search for answers and connections to their lost history. So if you want something like super emotional, um, you might cry. I don't know. I cried because yeah, it was emotional. Why did you cry, Celeste? What made it emotional? I don't know. It's just the fact that these girls, because they were often no, they weren't often. Sorry, they were just like left on a bridge. Um, and this was due to the one child policy rule. It was just so sad. And like a lot of the parents who did that, um, their reasons were because they couldn't really support them or they couldn't really pay the fine um, associated with having more than one child. So they had to let them go out of love and it hopes mm. that they would have a better life. And wow. That's yeah. so sad. That's yeah. really dramatic. Are you sure this is a documentary? Yes, it's a documentary. I hope, oh uh, like God. it's <laughs> it's a documentary on Netflix. So yeah. yeah, but on a lighter note, um, recent um, Korean drama. It's finally released all its episodes. Called mm-hmm. Hometown Cha 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 has um yeah finished. And I don't know. Has anyone heard of Hometown Cha Cha Cha? No Cha Cha. <laughs> Cha cha cha. I say cha 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 because in the drama they go cha cha cha. Wow. Um. Yeah. For those who don't know, it's about like 
a woman named Yun Hye Jin. She is a princey dentist living in the big city. She loses her job after like fighting against one of her head um, bosses, um, which she shouldn't do in real life. Oh. Um, and yeah, so she embarks on a trip to the seaside village of Gongjin. And she meets this guy called Hong Joshik, as they all do. And he's like Ooh. a trick of all trades. Like he can do so many things. He's got like this wallet and it just flips out all these qualifications. Um, what? Excuse me, like, Plumbing, <laughs> cementing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like all these really odd jobs that he, he just has. And he helps out without the village. He's well known. He's a lovely person. And it's like this journey of the two falling in love. There's some dark undertones, and it's just like this really nice um, sort of slice of life to get to know this whole village. Yeah. Wow. Okay. First off, unrealistic expectations for men. My good, like oh my I don't have that time for all those qualifications. <laughs> How am I supposed to? No, but most, anyway, <laughs> most K dramas are like unrealistic expectations. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like he's like a t- typical tradie, right? But at the same time, he's gone to Seoul National University. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, you know, I'll marry a tradie. Crazy. And, you know, it's like, oh, you know, I served two years in the Navy and I was an astronaut for a while. And also, you know, I was a diplomat. Yeah. I also got my doctor's degree and and (laughs) performed procedures. And And then I took a small break and then became a professional kite flyer for a bit. And as I traveled the world, just using my sailboat. Yeah. Wow. Well, he's a surfer and he has uh, this oh, boat see- on his hill. <laughs> it gets better and better. You know? Oh, like, wow. Mm. So this is one of those cute stories, right? Yeah, it's really cute. Um, mm. How does it rate next to all the other cute stories you've watched, Celeste? I'd say it's like a 7.5 to an 8. Ooh. I want to say it's like the best thing, but it's, but it's a good. nice... Yeah, it's especially good for um, those who've watched Startup because they know the actor, um, the main actor from Hometown Cha Cha Cha. Um, he was the second male lead in Startup and people wanted him to get with the female lead. And oh. so this is kind of like a, he finally gets the girl sort of thing. Wow, it's meta. Oh, yeah. oh so you're telling me he was part of a Startup as well? Oh my gosh. He <laughs> 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 was rich as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and with them found by the way did, does it have a happy ending <laughs> um, oh god here we go it's a documentary so it's like left in the air what happens but like they go to China and have fun they don't meet, like find their real parents but they still have a nice time a sisterly oh, bond or like a cousinly bond. <laughs> yeah, it's like this like nice little family bond that they wouldn't get um, with their adopted families. Mm, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they kind of have that shared experience. Mm. Yeah, that sounds interesting. You know, you know, with endings and stuff like in real life, where where's the good ending and the bad ending? Like, it, it depends on where you cut it off, right? Mm, yeah. yeah it's never really an end when it comes yeah. to a documentary right yeah exactly just more questions mm-hmm. yeah it's a never-ending story <laughs> <laughs> i've definitely added both of these um netflix shows and stuff into my to watch list so oh, i'm pretty excited to watch them not gonna lie <gasps> I'm gonna have a lovely right time. A good, <laughs> yeah. bra- I feel like it's a good break from all like the 
squid game like death game death death <laughs> yeah. murder type of thing so yeah I'm really excited um last thing to mention also is that um i've don't think i've ever seen it with other dramas and i think there's only with netflix specific korean dramas is where um the first time i've seen it is in nevertheless and so now in hometown cha 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 is where they have a bit of um lgbtq representation for lesbians Ooh. Um, yeah, and it's done in such a really nice way where it doesn't, I don't know, it's, how do I explain it? It's, it's not just, like, it's not like a checklist thing, right? No, like, it's not a checklist. It's just yeah. like, it, it does appear like out of nowhere in some cases, but like it's presented in such a lovely way where it's not like going, ew, she's gay or something. It's more <laughs> like, oh, I had feelings for you. Um, and then the other person's like, yeah, I know. But I don't feel that way. And it's like, yeah, it's okay. Blah, blah, blah. And then, like, the other drama, nevertheless, is like, they get together. And yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, a win for the LGBTQ community. Um, yeah. And hopefully, we'll see more of that within K dramas, more representation, because we've had enough of boy love stuff. Um, let's <laughs> move on. <laughs> cool. Do I finish it off? <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah, go for it. <clears throat> All right, so everybody's listening at home, if you're interested in checking out Hotel Cha 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 or like watching the documentary found, let us know on facebook.com forward slash Nation or on Twitter and Instagram. Love to hear your thoughts, especially after you've watched it. What would you rate it? Let us know. Yeah. This is Asian Pop Nation. We played CN Blue's Love Cut. After that, we played Yanzi Sun's Viva Anon. And that last song was James Ivey's Snakes from his debut AP, Good Grief. Because something that's been a bit slippery and slithery lately has been this controversial music video, which has caused a bit of a stir in China. But that's okay. Our team has more to tell you on that now. It's in music music video, music news. Um, There has been, I guess, a recent controversial music video and song that has come out by this uh, Malaysian singer called um, Namewe. It's the English term that he uses. Um, Like the the English title, title, the English like name for for his artist's name. I thought it was Namawe. Namawe. I have no (laughs) idea. Forgive me, my Chinese ancestors. I don't know. <laughs> oh boy. But um, there's this music video and song that recently came out. Um, I would say a few weeks ago. Um, fe- um, starring him, featuring um Chen Fang Wu or um <laughs> also known as Kimberly Chen in particular, who is a um Taiwanese singer who is actually Australian. So it's it's an interesting mashup and yeah it was a collaboration i guess between two worlds with this song called fragile and and when you if you're someone who like not familiar with like um mandarin or i think they're most mainly singing more in taiwanese in particular mm. forgive me if i'm incorrect but the music video and the song prefers um it sounds very like pop music, very cute, bubbly and all that stuff. But actually, it's recently got a bit of controversy because of the lyrics and certain references that were made in the music video Ooh. to the point that it has actually been banned in China. Whoa. Yep. So so pretty much this song plays um, satire on nationalistic Chinese Internet users 
And even though it has been banned for a few days, um, few days now in China, it still has been trending number one on YouTube in Taiwan and Hong Kong in particular. Um, I guess just to name some of the stuff it was poking, making its references to, the song offers a tongue-in-cheek um, apology to quote-unquote little pink internet users, which is a term that you usually um, describe for patriotic keyboard warriors from China. Um, and it makes other makes other references about like um <laughs> a lot of stuff actually but it's 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 like a tricky thing to talk about because a lot of it does poke fun of the chinese government um and but yeah i just wanted to know what you guys i guess think about this about like artists um especially in this context where he is he's not he is Chinese, but he's more like born and raised in Malaysia. So having like an artist not based in the country and stuff, having this song that's particularly targeted to like another, like I guess internet users from like another country that have been, I guess, attacking him from the past. And this is like his, like, haha, you attack me. Here's my song to show that like, I'm sorry, but I don't care type of attitude. Yeah. Uh -huh. I think it. I think it's fun making fun of people on the internet, anyway. So yeah, like internet users, I'm kind of like uh, like poking fun at like other just internet people that honestly probably spend too much time just spam commenting about you're so bad, blah blah, I hate you type of thing. That's probably like it's kind of mindless and stuff. But what do you think about I guess the extra mile that this video goes to? Yeah, um, this time it's a song. Yeah, song, and plus it's going beyond, like, the, I guess the internet users, but it's also going, like, making tiny little jabs towards, like, the Chinese government and stuff, which, as we talked about previously in the show, um, the China government can be a bit of, um, that's, that's a tricky ground to stand on. Yeah, right now, it's very easy to poke fun at them. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're yeah. Doing a lot of things. Yeah, banning a lot of things, especially the song. Uh -huh. And this song, yeah, it's been like banned on Weibo, which is like the Google version of China. Oh, so you can't really search up the song anymore. What kind of uh, what kind of lyrics do they actually say here that kind of uh, evokes this sort of uh, provocative response? Ooh, okay, wait. This is something that you probably have to like go and rewatch back. The yeah, because the music video has the lyrics on it, but it's. You know how when it comes to those political songs, often they're disguised as something that a lot of people could relate to. And I think mm. with this one from the English translation, it just seems like, you know, like a bad breakup or, you know, this person made me do things that I didn't want to do in hindsight. And yeah, but I guess mm. you can sort of see how it's translated. It's like, you know, why, why should you care about what I sort of do? Things like oh. that. <laughs> so it's like a between the lines sort of thing. Yeah. Mm. Very clever. And also, like, I think the reason why people were able, I guess people were able to think that there's like, um, like it wasn't just like, I guess it wasn't just a song based on like romance and stuff like that. It was more of like a take on internet users and government, all that stuff was because this guy, this rapper based in Malaysia, he 
has actually been in trouble before for making other songs in a、Ooh. similar vein. Um, all I know was that I don't know for what song he did, but there was one point where he was being chased by like the Malaysian police. Whoa, a song that he made. Yeah, I don't know the full context about it. I just knew at one point he was having issues with the police because of a song he's done in the past. So I guess that it gives like a bit of an indicator of like this is kind of his, I guess, artist history. This is kind of what he likes to do. I guess. Wow, this is just. Hmm. What would you guys think? Would you have like a career like this? Would you want to have this type of career, or is like your thing is kind of like. I guess always your songs and stuff are always kind of like critiquing、uh, specific systemic governments or something.、Oh, yeah, I don't、yeah. know. There's a few artists who do it in like some of their songs, and I absolutely love it because it's just like it's like oof, oof, like, yeah, saying things <laughs> that I wish I could say. Like I had the guts to say, but in such a fun way.、Um, and it's、yeah. so creative too, like because they always do in like a little double double meaning type of、mm. thing. So it's like you're like, oh, oh my god, romance song, but actually, oh my god, what the hell? <laughs> Political commentary. Very low. It's just when you're doing like a music sense, yeah, it is very. It, it's kind of genius, not gonna lie, but yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have the guts, honestly. Like, I am a, I'm a big、uh, scaredy cat. Like, I'd be too scared of getting hunted down by officials, man. I'll be I'll be there in the corner with you, JP. <laughs> I think it's just yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to speak up. I think especially when a lot is on the line when it comes to sort of your safety and your family safety. Oh yeah, and yeah. I think even if with just internet trolls, I find that it must be hard as a celebrity to deal with the amount of comments you might get about it. So I think it takes. Some time to build thick skin, so maybe later. But I'd like to maybe start off my career with like sappy love songs or <laughs> <laughs> something cheesy, and then gradually、wow. get into being confident to say what I want to say. Oh, interesting! So you'll be the type of person where it's like the fans halfway through your discography will be like, "Oh, I really like her debut songs and stuff," but then she had a yeah, weird shift. Yeah, like the Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> She had like a weird shift halfway through.、And、she got a little too political. Like, for me, like, yeah,、oh, I just like... I had to unstand her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be that controversial. You know, why did she change? Yeah, oh, I, I, I like her. I like her old stuff better. Yeah. But yeah,、um, if any of our listeners have, I guess, interesting opinions about this music video, or if you also have other artists that you know,、um, particularly Asian ones that、um, have songs that play into this whole double meaning of being like portraying romance, but then at the same time also being a political commentary. Maybe you can let us know. You might know a whole hidden genre that's all about. This type of theme, but yeah, let us know through Asian Pop Nation on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Yo, this is Asian Pop Nation. We played Gen Hoshino's Cube. After that, we played Dream Notes Ghost, and that last song was CL's song from their new LP Alpha. And that is Thai Cherry because someone that's been tying the knot recently is Kei Komuro and 
Princess Marco. So we are going to talk a little bit about the happy couple and some of the gossip that's been stirring around their union. We are now releasing the doves. And here steps. Sorry. <laughs> wow. You may now kiss the bride. Yes. <laughs> Just throwing that all out there. Anyway, um, yeah, I guess we've started. So <laughs> for those who might not know, but former Japanese princess Marco has married her longtime boyfriend and fiancé, really. <gasps> a lot of drama has happened since their start of their relationship. Yeah. Um, married commoner Kei Komuro last week, renouncing her royal status as it is <gasps> part of the constitution in Japan for any female Ooh. members who marry outside of the imperial family to no longer become, no longer be a royal member. Oh. So, yeah. So the two met at a study abroad seminar while studying at Tokyo's International Christian University. Um, and yeah, they, they fell in love, I think, was, and he proposed during their time there, but their marriage was delayed for three years because there was a financial dispute involving Kamoro's mother and ex-fiance. And Kamoro has been criticized a lot <laughs> for, I guess, returning to Japan from working at a law firm in New York with like a ponytail. He came back and all the Japanese media was like, ah. <gasps> How dare that he, you know, he's not fit to marry a princess. Um, <laughs> he's wearing a ponytail. He's got <laughs> a ponytail. ponytail. I'm sad he cut it off. Yeah. <laughs> he's not good enough. Wait, like like a samurai thing, right? And they yeah. Cut it off like- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then, um, yeah, Marco just got, um, Marco and Komuro, Komuro got married last week uh, and she declined the 140 million yen or 1.6 million Australian dollars dowry. <laughs> entitled to royal family members who leave their imperial family. So, Whoa. yeah, I think it's expected that she'll probably move to New York with him because he's, oh. he's working at a law firm there. Yeah. Wow, you get money for leaving the royal family? Oh, my God. New York is expensive. <laughs> yeah. I think you need yeah. that. I feel like you need that money, that apartment. <laughs> Oof. But it's she's, not the um, money, it's the message. Yeah, it's about true love, you know. <laughs> when anyway. New York apartments don't care about the money. <laughs> That's right. true, yeah. The rent cost for a studio apartment. It's uh, yeah, so what essentially, um, I think what Mar- Princess Marco studied was like arts curation and museum oh, curation. Oh, I think she needs that money. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean... Who knows? Maybe people would want to hire someone who has been a princess previously. And also, oh is, God, is that yeah. is that time to put down your resume? Was well, New prince. York has the Museum of Modern Arts, don't they? It's like yeah, very artsy. It's like art central, fashion central, everything central. <laughs> I mean, fine. yeah, you know, even if New York doesn't work, come here to Melbourne, man. Like we got museums and art everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. think it would be funny. I was thinking about this, sort of reading up on it. It's like they go to a, a business party and someone asks her, so, you know, like, what what did you do? When did you move here from Japan? It's like, what were you doing in Japan? I'm like, well, I was a princess. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. But I've been hearing, like, comparisons. Like, they're sort of the Japanese Megan and Harry. What does oh everyone think? Oh, my God. No. Wait a minute. <laughs> Is it because of the whole leaving thing that's 
Where yeah, pretty much leaving the royal family. I feel like there's less drama. And also, I kind of want it to be like Princess Diaries where they have a kid and the kid's like, oh my god, I'm a prince or a princess. <laughs> <laughs> and they return. Yeah. Oh, I don't think they can actually because any, oh, I think it's also part of the off. constitition. Cut so off they're not considered prince or princess and have a title. Uh, okay, the, the royal family falls into a pickle and they need an heir. And- yeah, and they need a male heir. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wait, no, but like you can still marry into the royal family, right? I'm not sure if it works that like if it's um, the prince or something and they want to marry a commoner. I don't think yeah. they have to renounce their title. Uh, oh, what? I'm not sure. I'll have to double check, uh-huh. but I don't hear many stories of it. Wait, but but if you're a woman, you can marry into the Japanese royal family. Is that how the system works? I think so. Okay. Otherwise, yeah. you got to marry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> listen, yeah, there's if- not many people left in the imperial family. Yeah. I think there's a lot of discussion as to what's going to happen since they only have. There's like a really large gap between the like next male heir, which is technically the emperor's brother. Mm. And then, like, their uh, nephew, who's, like, 12 yeah. or something. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, oh. Wow. Yeah, but anyway, if, but if Princess Marco does have, like, a daughter or something, it's still possible to revive the royal family. <laughs> back into it. <laughs> wow, I'm starting to sound like an imperialist or something. <laughs> yeah, you really want this royal family thing to be... Wow. Fixed up, glued all yeah. back together. Happy no, family. if you think about it, it's a pretty cool like financial um plot if you think about it. Because like if you marry into the family, like you get you get money and like support, right? But if you leave the family as well and marry like some commoner, you also get a dowry, right? What? Yeah, but she refused it. <laughs> yeah, no, but like the long-term plan. You can get a lot of money from this. That's know? actually what some people were saying about um, Komuro, is that, oh, he's only just marrying her for the money. For the money, oh, you know, yeah. I guess that didn't work out. Yeah. Dude, legit, she said I, no. it's such a big coincidence. I'm reading a book about this right now. It's called The Idiot by Fyodor Dostoevsky. And, like, it's the same plot. Like, they're trying to marry this girl to get her dowry and stuff. It's like... I don't think this crazy. is the same. <laughs> no, it's not. I think they're in love, okay? Yeah, yeah, it's love. Yeah, romance is real in yeah. this situation, okay? <laughs> Just yeah. one situation. <laughs> no, not in New York, guys. <laughs> Just money. One. I knew there was like a message, but I'm still like hung up on it because it's New York. Yeah, it's mm. New York. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So don't agree with the comparison between Harry and Meghan <laughs> and Marco and <laughs> No, because like I think Celeste said it earlier. Yeah, the actual like the UK royal family and stuff. There is a lot of drama, a lot of um, subtle allegations and stuff of royal members being racist towards Meghan and stuff. And I don't Ooh. think that is the same case in this like Japanese royal families type of situation. So. Uh, the most conversing can make is just like oh they both left so they both left the royal family so yeah so, so in short this is a shoujo manga and like the harry and megan stuff is like a soap opera you know mm, yeah, yeah. Mm. i would have seeing a shoujo manga about this actually yeah why not do it do it do it maybe i'll do it go for it you get money <laughs> yeah Maybe that dowry goes to you for making. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Who knows?
Yeah, so congratulations to Marco and Kumara. I'll be, I'm sure I'll be keeping up with the ghosts, see where they're going next. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you have any interesting facts about the Imperial family that we might have got wrong, I'm not sure about the whole, um, if a male member gets to keep their title if they marry a commoner. But yeah, there's a lot to learn. And you can always tell us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Asian Pop Nation. Yeah. Yeah. This is Asian Pop Nation. You heard Rhino's love extract. After that, we played Yi Tang's Yuan Ni Yu Xiang Xing Fu. And that last song was Do For Me by Apex. Because something we're going to be doing for you is sharing our weekly tanka. So for those who don't know what a tanka is, a tanka is a Japanese song or verse with a 57577 syllable pattern. So here goes our little summary of the show this week in case you missed it. <clears throat> Princess gets married. Fragile song banned in China. Hometown cha cha cha. Disney ads API shows. See you later, Space Cowboy. What did you think? Do you think that was something that should burn in a fire? Well, we're going to be playing a song now by Secret Number called Fire Saturday. So be fitting, right? But we're sure that your songs aren't going to be. Balls of fire, so we'd encourage you to send them to us on our social media pages at Asian Pop Nation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We'd love to share them and just read them if you're not too comfortable with us sharing them on air. So send them through there, but this is now. But we're gonna play, so this is Secret Numbers Fire Saturday. This is Asian Pop Nation. You heard Secret Numbers Fire Saturday. After that, we played Michelle Limanje's Hey Dear Heidi. And the last song was Just Bee's TikTok. Because unfortunately, time's up here at Asian Pop Nation. You've reached the end of our show tonight. But thanks for tuning in. If you liked what you heard or want to share any of your comments or song requests to play for our show next Tuesday, you can let us know on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Asian Pop Nation. Slide into our DMs, and we'd love to hear your thoughts there. Also, if you miss out on any discussions or if you want to catch our podcast version of the show, you can find us anywhere you stream your podcasts and you'll get to hear each of our shows and interviews from the past, present, and hopefully any that come through in the future. So thanks for tuning in. We've got two more songs left to play for you. The first is I Use Strawberry Moon and the second song is Steve Aoki, Jolin Tsai and Max's equal in the darkness as we leave you with these befitting songs to send you out into the night thanks for tuning in on behalf of the team of aaron celeste jp leisha and myself senya i'd like to thank you and until next time take care